up, man? We had another edition of Hot Boxing. Ow! Yes, and we got um, Evan Britton here, and we have such an awesome, awesome guest, man. Yes, we do. Great awesome guest, guest, man. Andres Pira. Did I say your name correctly? Yeah, that's correct. Awesome, thanks for man. Having me here. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Awesome, man. So you've got a pretty incredible story. I think that you know, you've know you got a book coming out, Homeless to Billionaire, which I think is awesome. I mean, let's just hop into that, man. How did you get here? I mean, to here or uh, from the whole story? From the whole the story from the beginning. <laughs> from the beginning, man. <laughs> okay. Well, um, it's, a, it's an autobiography of my life, of course, and it's coming out in the States uh, all over on 23rd of uh, April. Awesome. And hopefully it can inspire other people to become more successful than they, than they are or bring them up and make them understand that it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what background you have. Anyone can be successful if you just know how to, to use your mind and emotions in a correct way. So uh, homeless billionaire was the same with me. I flew to Thailand 21, 20 years old. And I become homeless on the beaches of Thailand because I didn't have any money. And but that had to have been cool, too. It couldn't have been really horrible. <laughs> in Thailand, a hot summer on the beach, chilling out, great-looking chick. That's not bad if you're homeless in Thailand because nobody comes and rob you and beat on you in Thailand or anything. No, right? in that way, it's safe. You know, yeah, it's it's safe. Have Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's safe not in safe. Way, it's huh? not safe yeah. here. In America, it's not safe to be homeless. So I can't sleep on the beach here. Oh, they beat your ass, rob you <laughs> for whatever you little homeless shit you All got. Right. Yeah, really hard. Well, no, that went well. So, uh, how I mean, did you pick Thailand? Because you're from Sweden, correct? Yeah. yeah. How did you decide on Thailand? <clears throat> Everything started with um, my grandfather died, and I inherited about two thousand dollars, and that was after paying some debts. That was all I, I could afford. So I went to a travel agent. I knew I wanted to change my life and don't be in Sweden anymore. I've never been comfortable being here, so. Uh, I went to a travel agent, and it's just a coincidence why uh, it became so. The pictures look good in the magazine, mm -hmm. and uh, the, I wanted to be in a place with palm trees, white sand, blue oceans, and then automatically I could afford a one-way ticket to Thailand with that money, so I left. Amazing. Hmm. She, she just came to Los Angeles. <laughs> great beach. The beaches are really good, though, Evan. You know that. Great beaches. Great beaches here. Great beaches yeah. in L.A. You might get fucked up being yeah, homeless here. Yeah, though. you have a dog yeah. might bite you or something. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm not. I'm, I don't think I'm looking forward to become homeless again. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there we were. And uh, coming so you're to homeless on the beach in Thailand. Well, I came to uh, Thailand with hundred dollars in my pocket. That was all I had left after the ticket and paying some debts and all that. And uh, I actually made a big mistake because I flew to the wrong city. Yeah. I didn't know. And I, when I went out, I was actually in Bangkok with skyscrapers. And oh, I, I thought I was in another country because there was no blue oceans. There were no white sand beaches and uh, no palm, palm trees. So I, I got a bit of afraid, but uh, they told me, well, you're in the wrong state, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I had to take a bus then to hold away from uh, Bangkok to Phuket. And that took almost 17 hours. That's oh, the only thing I could, no. <laughs> could afford. But uh, yeah. So I arrived to Phuket with maybe $40 left. And wow. I didn't have enough to even stay somewhere. So uh, I started to sleep my days on the beach. And hopefully I will find a job one, one day if I took action. But I was a kind of, kind of person that believed that life just happens to you. And you're not in control of what, uh, what your future brings. Mm. I, I don't believe that anymore because I believe we create our own reality, right? Yes. But most people, they, they have that mindset. They, they, they don't think that... Uh, they're in control, right? So day by day living, 
And I was exactly the same person. So if people can just change some little things in their mind, actually, they can also become very, very successful. It's all about how you think. It doesn't matter who you are. It's just Yes, I, I'm a strong mm. believer in that. Yeah, we're big fans of that here. Cool. So hmm. tell us, how did you, what were some of those little switches in your mind that you started flicking to get you, you know, get the, start building that momentum? Well, sleeping away on those beaches in Thailand and, and in Phuket, uh, of course, I didn't have anything to my name. And uh, I was too proud to call parents or sisters or family and tell them that uh, I failed. I, oh, uh, I'm here on a beach in Thailand and they would probably <laughs> tell me to come home, right? So I called a friend and uh, asked him, well, what can I do? I'm in a bad situation. Can you send me some money? And he said, well, no, I can't, but I will send you a book. <laughs> At that time, I was like, what am I going to do with a book yeah. on a beach? Yeah, but that was uh, probably the best gift I ever had in my life. And that was, that was a book about self-development. Mm. And I saw, well, instead of... Uh, feeling sorry about myself in the beach. I could maybe write, read this book and, and at least focus on something else instead of just hating the world, which I did mm. at that time. And um, that book talks about uh, anything you want in life. Make sure to make clear mental pictures of anything that uh, you desire. Because most people, they never get anything they want because they don't know what they want, right? So that's also very important. And when you know how to visualize uh, things that you want to be, do, or have then actually they come true if you have that strong belief that they will. So there was a couple of things that I started to understand because I was always focusing on things that I don't have instead of starting well, to focus on the things that actually I already have or be grateful and all that. But as long, as long as you're depressed, then it's very hard to be also successful, right? But all these things start to change inside of you. So meditation, visualization, writing goes down and... I mean, that's one of the key fundamental things to, to get anything in life is to write down things that you really want and see them every day, goal setting and all this. So that was just the things that did book actually trying to teach me. And I didn't believe any of that. And I said, well, I'm going to prove them wrong. <laughs> that's actually how everything started. But after that, I started to get the same results from, uh, that they were telling me about. And that was the big turning point. It's amazing, man. Well, I saw an interview you did with Mike in Thailand where you talked about how Mike visualized being the champion, yep. being the heavyweight champion. And, you know, to hear you talk about your story and how you've got to visualize it, because that's what it is. I mean, we are gods in the flesh, really. You know, we are divine beings who can manifest whatever we desire. And it's about knowing what we want and visualizing it and then putting into practice the steps to get to that end goal. Exactly. And then Mike became the champion so early because he could see already that right. he was the champion before it happened. So everything starts in the mind. Um, did you start writing? What was your first step of, I'm going to prove these this, these people wrong? What was the book, by the way? Uh, that first book was a book called The Secret. I, I think oh, many yeah. people know yeah. it. But um, also what's very important to know is that's just a fundamental first step into self-development and being successful so you just can't read one book and then you think that you're going to change your life it's a constant training of your mind i'm still learning about it and it's i've been doing it for 16 years so most people need to know that success doesn't happen open overnight i mean it's a you need to train like an olympian for 15 years before you can win a gold medal it's the same with your mind 
So that's what most people need to understand as well, that you cannot just finish a book and then everything's going to happen to you, but at least it takes you in the right path to do it, yeah? Yeah. And how I did it is just I wanted to prove the book wrong. So most people say, well, I want a million dollars or I want a house, but you actually have to start with small things so you can convince your mind that it actually works. Because if you say, I want to have a million dollars, the mind is going to tell you afterwards, <laughs> no, you can't. Right. Of course. So you get everything you believe in or... But I started with a cup of coffee. I said, I'm going to disprove this theory is wrong. So I'm going to sit on the beach and visualize actually someone giving me a cup of coffee. So I started very small. And I, but I could feel that cup of coffee in my hands, how hot it was, what color it was, and the plastic mug and all that. So I started to visualize that in my mind. And I mean, a coffee shouldn't be too hard to manifest. Yeah. So it took two days, and one of these beach boys on the beach that uh, hires uh, jet skis and parasailings and all that, he came up to me and said, well, I've seen you on the beach a few days and sleeping here. I'm, I might, uh, I want to offer you a coffee. And I was like, no, that's just a coincidence. That's incredible. <laughs> but from there, I started to visualize more and more things. And I remember my second visualization was having a lunch. I mean, I couldn't, be, couldn't barely eat. I was eating these noodle soups every day. So I started to visualize a nice, uh, a nice schnitzel steak. I remember that, um, how, how good it tastes, and that I could actually change a little bit of other food and uh, eating these noodle soups every day. So I did that. I started to visualize that in front of me, and I could feel that how, how nice it was and how, how exactly what colors it was. It's very important when you visualize it as you need to have very, very clear pictures even colors or smell and the more senses you put in into your pictures in your mind the quicker you manifest them mm. that's what most people understand so uh, anyway after visualizing that lunch it took about two days again and i was walking on the beach in the morning and an old colleague of mine comes up oh andres i haven't seen you for a while how are you i would like to offer you a lunch so that's when i started to believe wow am i am i into something or is it just another coincidence, right? And then from there, I started to visualize a job. But what most people don't know is also, if you don't take action, you're not, not going to get anything. You cannot just sit on a right. place and, and then believe that it's... Come to you. Exactly. Maybe a coffee or a lunch is easier, but then when you really want the bigger things, then you need to make, take ma massive action. Mm. So from there on was my turning point. And staying on that beach, I remember I was feeling that it was the worst days of my life. But sitting here today, I know that that was actually probably the best days of my life because that changed my whole life. So and now I want to help and educate others to make them understand if I can fly to a foreign country that I, that I didn't know the language, I didn't know the culture, I didn't have any education because I dropped out of school when I was 14. If I can do that, anyone can. So yeah. that's the message. So the more people we help, the more uh, successful we become also. It's a fucking movie, man. <laughs> well, let's right? see. Incredible. Yeah. Just incredible. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, you ever see those guys back on the beach? The old guys you met in the beginning? Your old? Uh, that is uh, almost uh, 16 years ago. So, no, no, they're not anymore there. But they're everywhere. So, I don't remember exactly this person, that, that guy who gave me that coffee. But the lunch, yeah, it was an old colleague that I had. So, they're still there. But, uh, hmm. And powerful it works. stuff, man. It is. It's really Definitely. powerful. And it works. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. How have we gotten so disconnected from that? I think we're living in a modern world. We're getting programmed of what to do. Give up too easy. Yeah. Give up too easy. Yeah. 
And I think now when we're dealing with these guys, what you call these guys again? Millennials. Millennials. Well, I'm a millennial. Yeah, yeah, but listen, man. The millennials are fucked up, man. (laughs) (laughs) They text each other. My kids don't talk to me on the phone. I don't know why they text me. But that's the kind of people want to change also because all they have is a screen in front of their face or on the phone and all that. But they, yeah. they just get programmed every single day about things that they will buy and not buy. So it's like almost like they don't, they're not in control of thinking themselves, right? And that's why I want to wake up. So, uh, hmm. Hmm. Are you on social media or anything? Yes, I am, yeah. You are? Yeah. To me, that seems like that feeds this cycle of us forgetting being or disenfranchised. being disenfranchised do you think that you deserve to have this thing that you see constantly you know you think that and you think you don't see you know all of the work you know you don't see all of the visualization you don't see all of the action being taken to get to this place you know where you have the the fancy car whatever it is that somebody is fantasizing about mm-hmm you know, do you feel like social media really, you know, continues to build that sort of that's that issue, that system? Well, it keeps us connected, I guess. And uh, but but most people, like if we talk about the millennials, also they don't really. Most people, like also Mike, Mike said, they when you fail, then they always quit. But if you actually failure only exists if you quit. If you don't quit, it's just wisdom. You learn something. And many people don't understand that as soon as you hit a wall, that wall is just there to teach you, harden you, and make you better before you get what you desire, right? But that's what... uh, So when I hit walls of failure, I love them because I know I'm moving forward. Right. Hmm. I think that's a huge difference between people. Yeah, but I tell me this, you know, nowadays it's so different. Like, millennials have this. This is something that's probably against them that you can give the millennials and say, you know, they got a right to believe this. You know, because when they fail, they're going to fail in front of a, a billion people. You know what I mean? When we did our little failures, you know, just in front of a few people, I did it in front of like 10, 20 people in an arena or something like that. No one knows who I was as a young kid. Some guy knocked me out and beat the shit out of me or something. It was no big thing. It wasn't on film or anything. But nowadays you see everything's on camera and film and people get humiliated on film. Yeah. People get bullied on camera and they're humiliated. And yeah. sometimes it's hard to get people to get that extra push of determination, you know? And we're so disenfranchised with one another. You know, we don't talk with each other. We don't encourage one another after we fail. So it's easy for people to do crazy things like these millennials. They kill themselves and they, you know. Yeah. I think you're right on, man. Because mm. there's that people, you know, no one would ever say something negative to somebody's face, you know, the way they talk to people online or on the Internet. That's true, yeah. You know, mm. and I think you're right, Mike, like that. Mm. Mm. Younger these you know younger generations millennials kind of the beginning of it are have been subject to much more of that you know and super open to that criticism and that bullying and all that yeah when they give in the self this uh, low self esteem yeah exactly. I mean all this and that you need confidence you, you know need, they made yeah. a television show um called what was it called catfish or something like that when the guy um. He normally calls the girl that's not who he, to the girl that's not who the guy's not who the girl really thinks he is. It's somebody yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. Catfishing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a weird world, man. It is, but uh, if we're we're here to help, if we can, also, right? <laughs> yeah. 
So, yeah. Hmm. Well, I think that's such a key point is being able to fail and not take it as a negative. Like that was just one chance you took and it didn't work out. And now you re-strategize and reformulate and then you take another crack at it, you know? Exactly, yeah. Most people give up after they hit one wall and that's what, but that's any success is like that. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's awesome, man. I mean... Mike, what do you think about this visualization stuff? I grew up on that stuff. I grew up on visualizing myself being a champion when I was 13, 14 years old and living like the champ, live this lifestyle. You have to be that person before you actually become that person. Mm. You know what I mean? It's a lifestyle of living. Exactly. I agree. It's like Mike Sayos. I mean, nothing can ever happen if it's not created in the mind at first. And Mike, you could see being the champion already, and you, you knew it. Yeah, I wanted that. I was around, I was around yeah. fighters all the time. Anytime I get around a champion fight, I do whatever I can. I carry a bag for you. I was like, can I do anything for you? Can I go to the store for you? I always knew my place. I always want to be mm-hmm. around those guys so they could tell me something, teach me something. Yeah. They need me to clean the gym. I clean the gym for them. And, you know, I do it. That's what little kids do when you look up. To, that's what I wanted to do. That's just what I wanted to do. Yeah. I wanted to be around those guys. Yeah. And also, like Mike, he knew he wanted to become and be that person. But most people, like the millennials, they don't have a, they don't have a goal. They don't want to. They, they don't, don't know, know what they, they want exactly, or who they're gonna be, or what they're gonna, what what makes them happy. You need to ask these questions, and most people don't. They don't have that that goal. So what do you want to be, do, or have? Well, they know they want to party. They want to go to the <laughs> yeah. club. They, <laughs> they want to look good. Yeah, they know they want to go to the club. Cool. They want to get a job. Though. Have a shitload yeah. of followers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they want that, (laughs) man. I (laughs) remember when I was seven years old, I saw I was in my grandparents' house watching the news, and they showed a clip of the Jets, the New York Jets, and the New York Giants pro football teams in their training camp. And I remember going, "That's what I'm going to do when I grow up." And from the first time I stepped on a football field when I was 13, because my mom would never let me play, I knew I was going to go play in the NFL, and I did it. And then I was drafted in the second round, 39th overall in 2009. And it was like, holy shit, you know, yeah. I'm here, dude. Yeah. You know, this was just a dream. But it's that combination of visualization, seeing yourself there, and then you have to put the work in. Exactly. That's you know? action. Yeah. So yeah. when you when you took that next step, you were like, okay, now I'm going to visualize something bigger. Yeah, like I said, my third visualization was visualizing getting a job because I was homeless on a beach, right? Yeah. And then I could see myself just getting a new room or getting a room so I could at least take a shower and uh, put some clothes on and and stuff like that. And um, I started to visualize a small job that would at least would give me an income so I could go back to a small little room somewhere. And um, I visualized having that and having a job, having a paycheck and seeing a certain amount um, every month. And it took a few more days and I landed at my first job in Thailand, just going around and asking every single office or hotel or restaurants. And I, but I took action and I went to, to ask every single person until on the, on a few more days later, I landed my first job giving out brochures for a real estate office outside in the sun. But at least it was a job, right? Hell yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's amazing, dude. So, and then then after that, I understood, well, wow, this thing really works. This is powerful. I will, now from, that, from that day, I never, ever stopped visualizing of the things that I want to be, do, or have. And I write 101 goals every year now to, to achieve them. Yeah. And I know that they will. You just need a paper and pen. But most people also say, I have it in my head, but you should also write it down because it becomes more clear. 
So it's another step that is very important that most people forget. You know? What is this this practice? Because uh, there's a name for it too that people do where you'll write, you have some vision and you write out a sentence and you write that sentence like 20 times or something like that. Affirmation? Affirmation. Affirmation. Affirmations. Yeah. They're yeah. very powerful. I have this kind of papers all over my house in every wall now or every door or stuff like that because then I see them every day and it's like programming your head. Yeah. Yeah. But they, yes, they work very, very well. Like, Mike, you also, before a fight, you probably said to yourself, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, right? Yeah, always. So when you repeat move, this kind of thing. Moving my head, yeah. punch back bad intentions, mm. moving my head, coming forward, being aggressive. Yeah. Mm. Affirmation. That was your pre-fight meditation. Yeah. Stay aggressive, mm. move, be intelligent, smart, move your head, be aggressive, stay on top of the guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. awesome. So yes, they're very powerful to use. But there are many different things that you can use as tools to, to, to program your mind with it, but that's also very powerful visualizations, affirmations, and then taking action, of course. Yeah. So mm. and in the same vein, I mean, if you're going around saying to yourself, man, why don't I have that? Oh man, look at that guy. He's got that. Why does he have that? Fuck that guy. When you're all you're thinking about is that. Exactly. And that's just, what you're getting. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, in every other country, being envious is like praised. Only in America is like being bad, like being envious and stuff. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like you're jealous and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, because that's inspired you. When you look at that guy and say, I want that too. And you mm. inspire yourself to get it. Exactly. That's interesting. Yeah, my mm. trainers always say, I used to say, wow, that guy's a great fighter. They say, yeah, you think he's that great? Why should he have that and you don't? Mm. I said, I never thought about that. Mm. No, but that's important. I mean, when I look, when I see people that have something that I want, I'm actually happy for them instead of being negative or angry towards them because you get whatever you emit from yourself, yeah. right? Mm. Negatively, mm. bring it down. Yeah. Mm. So, do you have a morning routine? I do have morning routine, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. The first thing I do when I open my eyes every morning and I put my feet down from the bed, right? I go around and I repeat of all these things that I'm so grateful that I already have instead of focusing on the things that I don't have yet. So every morning I go around and I do that. I'm so grateful that I have a house. I'm so grateful that I actually have a roof. I don't need to sleep under the, the stars anymore. I'm happy that I have family or a car or my, my daughter. So I spend almost 30 minutes going around and just being so grateful for the things, even the small things, even that I have a bed or I have even all these kind of things. Are, it's very important because then the rest of the day you feel great. Mm. So that's what I do. That's uh, my morning routines. And then uh, so you after do 30 minutes of gratitude. Yeah. Well, you know, when you woke, wake up from from bed, you then the next step is usually go to the restroom. You brush your teeth, you yeah. do all that, but you repeat all these things in your head. And then on the way to work in the car, I repeat it on the way before I reach the office. So it takes about 30 minutes of that. But also I look at my goals every single day mm. doing that after after the, the, the grateful repetition. Uh, system I have in the morning so yeah but it's an important thing to do because how you wake up in the morning gonna the whole day gonna pass by because of how you feel in the yeah. morning right yeah the morning mm. sets your day it really does yeah, yeah. it's awesome man I do that too yeah I do some I do a medit I do a breathing technique meditation and then a prayer with some gratitude everything I'm grateful for it's very important. It's so, it, uh, man, it's uh, it makes such a difference. You it know? really does, and you get actually get things that you desire much more quicker if you're already grateful for things that you already have. 
So that's also what people need to understand. Go around and be grateful for things. There is always something to be grateful for. It doesn't matter who you are. There's something that you have or a relationship or that maybe you're in a city or all this, that you have a meal per day. We forget to be grateful for these small things that actually keep us alive. So, yeah. Mike, what are you grateful for, man? Hey, I'm I'm really grateful for being not dead. Yes, I met um, Rob and your guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I was heading to a really grim place mm. before I came here. I'm really happy you're here, man. Thank you, brother. I'm happy too, Mike. I'm grateful. <laughs> yeah. Very Big grateful. time. Well, it's awesome, man. So, what are you what are you working on now? You've got your book coming out April 23rd. Correct. Uh, Homeless to billionaire. Yes. It's awesome. Really excited about that. You Hopefully make a we movie can get out a few of the book. copies. Uh, we will see what happens. I mean, I, I take it with the, with the flow. In America, and, they uh, want to make a movie out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> that shit, a movie, yeah. a television show, they yeah. want to make out of everything. That shit's They're making America. a movie about the podcast. Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> well, if it, can, if it can become a movie and inspires even more people to, to start as we have, then, of course, that's a good thing, yeah? Yeah, hmm. no doubt, man. Get the message out there. Of course, as many people as possible to reach, so yeah. It's awesome. Um, and then what else What else do you have going on? Well, like I said, now I'm a real estate, one of the largest real estate developers in South Southern Thailand. So I love real estate. It's a passion I have to be able to create a thing in your head and that thing becomes a, a picture on a paper and after that it becomes a prize. And uh, then you get architect drawn, and I mean, and then you have a resort in a few years. So that happened just That's because cool. of a picture you have in your head. So I'll see. I'm here in America now. That's for what we're doing now. Months. We yeah. have a resort. We, you know what I mean? Yeah, we man. Visualized it. Exactly. We have, we're building a resort yeah. too. And that day you touch it, I mean, you're gonna remember I that hate, it started with a picture I can, in your I can't head. Imagine. Yeah. I can't even imagine. It's gonna be an awesome day, man. That is for sure. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, mm. thanks for coming, man. Thanks well, for thanks coming for out. having me, of course. Yeah, so, uh, like I said, uh, I'm happy to, to see you again. Thank you. It's always Mike. nice you, brother. And great to get to know you so much. Yeah, man. So, Thank you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah. It's awesome. All right, man. Awesome show, Mike. I think so. Fall. That's for sure. Well, everybody can subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe. We're also on iTunes and Spotify. Do you want to say anything for anybody to get in touch with you? Uh, well, you? yeah, they can also go to andrespeter.com, and uh, that's the whole story and also my projects and all this. And if they want to order the book, they can do that. So, yeah. Awesome. Hmm. We'll have that in the show notes Perfect. for everybody to click on. Um, until next time, everybody. Hey, stay tight. Another great episode of Hot Boxing. I'm out of here. This is Mike Tyson. I'm Evan Britton. Peace. Thank you, guys. Out Peace. of here. <laughs>